You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Today, my featured guest is Mark Evans. You can find him at markevansdm.com, markevansdm.com. I found Mark on Instagram, and you've seen this Startup Nation. I've been uh, finding some really cool social influencers on IG and inviting them onto my show in a very untraditional approach. I'm just reaching out, DMing them um, through mutual uh, relationships, referrals, etc., and just saying, hey, you want to reach my audience? Hey, I like your value. I like your content. It's awesome. I think my audience is going to resonate. Um, So I brought Mark on the show to help move you from stuck to forward, period, wherever you are in your business. Now, Mark is kicking butt in business, and he's going to talk about it today, right? But he's he's an influencer, right? He's got over 100,000 followers on IG. Um, He has done over $10 million in the past 12 months in revenue. So listen, I know you already think you got it all figured out. I get it, but you don't, right? That's why you're not over the 100K, some of you. So listen to the $10 million guy here because he's going to drop some wisdom for you. But a little bit about Mark Evans. He's an entrepreneur. He's number one dad. He's a father of two. Uh, He's a 10-time best-selling author. That's 10 books. Uh, He's a world-traveling investor. He's a real estate entrepreneur, so that's his specific niche, and he'll tell us more about that. And he runs, again, a multi-million dollar company, over $10 million a year. Um, on IG, you can find him at Mark Evans DM, at Mark Evans DM. So, Mark, welcome to your first 100K. Um, go ahead, a top 100 podcast in uh, entrepreneurship. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Yeah, no, man, I appreciate you having me, and uh, you as the listener, you know, like just to set the record straight, it's 10 million per quarter. So if I was only doing 10 million a year, I might be closing up shop. I might be in trouble. Oh my gosh. Startup nation, 10 million per quarter, 40 million a year. I stand corrected. Thank you, Mark. Please continue. So, and and, you know, I'm in multiple businesses, you know, I started off in the real estate space back in 1996. Um, but now, you know, I'm involved in many, many other companies, over 40 companies, I either own or partially own. 
Um, plus, I have about 350 different partners in the e-commerce world. So I have my hands in a lot of different industries. And, uh, you know, my biggest thing is, you know, my biggest gift in life is my, my wife and my two kids. That's why I'm waking up. And I'm sure if you're listening, that's probably why you're trying to get past that 100K mark to be able to, to provide at a higher level for yourself and your family. So very excited to be here, Joseph. Awesome, brother. Take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. I'm a pretty open book. <laughs> so, but uh, actually, no, well, most people probably know this, but maybe not in my companies. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a hillbilly. I'm a disguised hillbilly in here. You know, I grew up in a small town, 666 people, um, literally no cops, no stoplights. And you either do construction, you work at the mill, or you're a farmer. So, you know, don't let the outfit fool you. This is the, my costume, if you will. And, you know, I, I, I definitely don't live there anymore. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the thing is, is like, uh, that, yeah, I mean, that's, that's me. All right. So hillbilly. All right. <laughs> so how does this happen? Like you grew up in a small town. How do you just like get into business with all its complexity and just start knocking it out of the park and doing 40 million a year? Obviously, it wasn't overnight, but take us through that journey. Take us back to the first, like the beginning of it, where like you were making that, struggling to get to that 100K mark. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know if entrepreneurship is right for me. I see other people do it. I don't know if it's working. And then it worked. Walk us through that story. Well, number one, business is not complex. Humans are complex and create complexity in business. They overcomplicate taking the first step. They overcomplicate the second step. Then once you start performing, then you start overcomplicating hiring and firing and balance and all these things that you, you're reading too much <laughs> or not, and not executing enough. Um, and not only that, um, entrepreneur, I've never had a W-2 job my entire adult life. I've, I've always known I would never work for anybody. I'd rather eat ramen noodles and uh, sleep on the floor in my uh, efficiency apartment than to be told what to do as an adult man, honestly. So that's always been my cadence. Um, but how it really happened is I grew up in a small town. Like I said, I grew up in a trailer court until I was 10 years old. I only saw my mom and dad fight about money, not having it, not having too much of it, but not having mm -hmm. any of it. And uh, But on the same side of that token, I always saw my parents give the shirt off their back to help people. Any, they'd help anybody. So I, I love, you know, as an adult, we have to realize, you know, our past is our past. It is what it is, we, but we can do something about the future. So I, I didn't like not having money. I always knew I needed to make money because I wanted to help my mom and dad out. That's the truth. So mm -hmm. I needed to find a better path. And I never met anybody in my life, adult life, that made over 100000 in my life a year, ever. So I, 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 instead of going, and that was my little circle. And keep in mind, this is pre-internet like it is today. So now they have a massive advantage because you can meet people like we've met virtually and just connect and, you know, kind of borrow my belief system to help you push through these boundaries that we've created in our, our in our own mind. But for me, it's like, I, I just wanted to make a lot of money, become stupid, filthy, rich, not for the money, but for what the money could do, provide for the people, give to more charities and churches and help kids that can't help themselves and do all these cool things. And, you know, I was able to do that. I'm able to do that all the time. I help my parents out and it's just really very fulfilling. But then, like I said, on that other side of that coin is, you know, I, I just, I, I like to give. <laughs> so, you know, the hundred K thing, I started the first book I ever read in my life. I was 17 years old. was thinking grow rich. Mm -hmm. I always, I, cause I used to watch lifestyles in the rich and famous sitting in the mm -hmm. trailer. Like, man, I, I, I want the Rolls Royce. I want the house. And I'd see these people. I'm like, they're no different than me. Like they're just on TV and they have cool stuff. 
And uh, so I started asking myself, how did they get it? So I've always had entrepreneur spirit, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. uh, before it was a cool thing. Actually, my parents, where I come from, if you don't have calluses on your hand, you're mama's boy, you know, you're lazy. And I'm like, but, you know, I have 20 people doing lawn care for me and I'm 12 years old and I got people out pushing lawnmowers while I'm sitting back making money and produce, you know, growing. So I wrote a book about that called Magician vs. Mule because it is a real thing. You know, we're, we're built as mules honestly. So that's how we're designed. And, and, and it's okay. We're going to do mule like efforts. That's what we're muling it out right now, if you will talking, but also, you know, it's a one to many effect. So, you know, there's a lot of powerful stuff in that Joseph, hopefully for the person listening. Absolutely. Right. So that's ins inspirational, right? Like startup nation, like I, I think I'm going to title this episode, how this hillbilly, hillbilly entrepreneur makes $40 million a year. Right. And that's what we're breaking down and, and, and we're opening up and unpacking. So that's inspiring that story, Mark, for sure. So you look at these rich people on TV, you're like, hey, they're just like me. Well, if they could do it, I can do it. And hopefully Startup Nation, that's what you want to be saying to yourself right now when you're listening to Mark. Well, if Mark can do it, he's a normal guy like, right, I, I could do it too. So Mark, what are the specific steps you took next like it's one thing to desire that lifestyle it's another thing to know which steps to take that will lead you to that and how to avoid the wrong steps you can't avoid the wrong steps because you don't even know what steps you're taking so how can you avoid something you don't know exists secondly i just want to be very crystal clear i was more afraid of what i knew my whole life i grew up with not a lot of money it's not fun i've seen them struggle fight and fight and fight like my parents are still together by the way but like it almost into their marriage every other day. I mean, it's mm -hmm. tough. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was more afraid of what I knew as opposed to what I didn't know. I had to go. If I didn't, I'm not okay with the life I've been presented, you know, for the first 18 years of my life. So actually this is a true story. I was driving in my small town. This guy, Larry, actually got a car wreck and broke his back. And he had a gutter company, a 1978 Ford truck, big box truck, you know, like Wonder mm -hmm. Bread. And uh, it was called Rainbow Spouting. And I stopped by, I was literally two days after high school because the truck's been sitting there for four or five months doing nothing, weeds growing around. And I said, hey man, are you interested in selling this company? Because my uncle, me, I was making that up, was a white lie, right? And so it's like my uncle, because I, I, I thought no one would believe an 18 year old snotty nosed brat kid. And um, I was like, my uncle might be interested in mine. It would be interested in selling. Keep in mind, my knees were about to break. I, I thought I was gonna puke my guts out going to the door. But I was like, again, I was more afraid of what I knew. I had to do this for me. And uh, I just took that step and uh, he's like, yeah, man, 50,000 X, Y, Z. And I was like, well, let me talk to him. I had no clue what to do. So I went home and kind of meditated on it and thought about it back then. I, I call it thought auditing. Like, where do I get 50 grand? How do I get 50 grand? And I was like, I don't have 50 grand. I, I, I literally had no money. I was two days after high school. So I went to him again the next day and said, hey, I'm actually interested in the company. My uncle thinks it's too much. He's not interested, but I'd be interested. He's like, well, what would you pay? And I was like, half. He's like 25 grand. I was like, yeah, but I have to pay you in payments. I don't have money, but the company's sitting, the phone's ringing and you can't service any of your clients. I'd love to take, you know, to start, take it over today, literally. And he's like an old school guy. So he pulls out and he's like, all right, 6% interest, $287 and 44 cents a month for the next five years. That's your business. Can you do it? And I was like, done. And he's like, what do you know about gutters? I was like, water runs downhill. <laughs> so we literally shook his hand. And I'm like, call my dad, like, you know, from his household. Keep in mind, we didn't have cell phones either. So these are, I had to run in his house, call the phone, tell my dad to get over and pick the truck up because I'm driving a new car home and not new, but this old truck. But, you know, you just got to get out of your own way. 
and uh, and just step your game up. And it's going to be, by the way, it's not meant to be not scary. You know, I remember my first kiss. I remember asking my wife for the first date. I meant like, you know, it's scary, but it's worth it. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot, by the way, I'm messing up every day still. So there's no way you're sitting around trying to not mess up. Get out there executing. It's very, very, very ultra rarely will be catastrophic in any way, shape or form. Fantastic. All right. So what a bold move for an 18-year-old boy to do. And I think you said it well. You could not not do it. You were running away from poverty mindset. You were running away from the just the uh, the constant struggle of uh, not enough money, right? And Startup Nation, you may find yourself there right now, maybe in your marriage, right? I deal with a lot of of my coaching clients, right? And many of them don't have financial issues, but they got other issues, right? And there's conflict, there's constant conflict, right? So you use that as fuel for your fire to go and take that bold, scary move and ask that that man to sell you his business at 50% discount. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did. And you presented it well. You said, hey, you're look at the opportunity cost. You're losing money right now, yep. right? At least I can make you a payment. He took the shot. You took the shot. What happened? Did you build the company overnight? Did you become a mega millionaire? Or was it like just a struggling blue collar type business? Construction. I grew up my whole life in construction industry. So five years old, I was three years old. I was on job sites with my dad, you know? So I understood. I knew how to build houses when I was 12, 13. I mean, we did that. I did that through the summers. I did it. Like I wanted to get out of school to go work with my dad. I always enjoy working. I love working hard, by the way. The thing is, is like there's different types of hard work as you realize there's a lot of people work way harder than me that make way less. And I always kind of paint the picture of like, we want to dig a hole in the backyard. Some people are working with a spoon, some people are working with a shovel, and some people are working with a backup. You know, there's different ways to get that hole. And I can tell you, one's harder than the other for sure. So, you know, I just kind of like realized that I hired a couple of buddies. That's one thing I don't recommend. <laughs> you know, keep in mind, I was, I was learning as they're learning. So, you know, they're looking at me for like direction. I'm like, just step up the ladder. Let's hang this gutter and go. Um, but no, you know, I, I kind of what happened, the evolution is I was doing gutters probably for a couple months into that time frame, And I kept meeting the same guy. He kept having me do these jobs at all these different houses. I'm like, what do you do? He's like, I'm a real estate investor. And he's driving a Porsche, smoking a cigar. And I was like, I want to do that. He's paying me. I'm not paying him. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm doing the work and he's not. So I'm like, again, I'm not, I'm kind of dumb. I barely graduated high school at 1.8, never went to college. So I just, I, I didn't overthink it. I just said, I want to do that. And I know I can't do it myself. I need to hire help. So I went to a three-day seminar. You've probably seen on TV all these times back in the day, these infomercials. And I saw a guy make a phone call and I was like, I can do that. <laughs> and I started doing it. That's what happened at 18 years old. And, you know, then I started evolving into the real estate investing space with construction skills. But again, I, I couldn't get the mule out of me because I didn't know any better. So I was like buying property, doing the rehab, sweeping it out. Mm. And then one day I almost got killed on a project. A, a guy was running. I, I didn't buy pro- properties in the best areas in Columbus. And I was sitting there, true story, on North Central Avenue. This guy bolts through the back door on a Sunday afternoon, grabs me, swings me around, three cops running behind him. And I thought, what if he had a gun, a gun or a knife and just stabbed me and shot me right down? Like, my life's done because mm. I want to work to make a couple bucks. And um, I don't care about money like that. So I just started figuring out there's got to be a better way. And then I started hiring a business coach. You know, the, there's so many people that want to help us, as you know, Joseph. And investing in myself, I always knew 
I will be my best investment I've ever made in my life. I know people are looking for stocks and cryptocurrency and businesses. Nothing will ever compare to you investing in yourself for confidence reasons, for execution reasons, for belief reasons. There's a lot of, a lot of reasons. And more importantly, this knowledge that you gain keeps compounding over time. It will pay off in spades the longer you're in the game. Mm. So what I like about your story, Mark, is that you didn't have any of the answers before you took the steps, before you took the actions. You would just look and see something that you wanted and go, I want that. And then you'd ask yourself, can I do it? Yes, I could do it. And then you just stepped and said, okay, how do I learn it? Who could teach me that? And investing in yourself is something that, you know, so many people, you hear it, it's a cliche, the best investment, you invest in yourself. But sometimes we choose the wrong coaches for us, right? And it doesn't work out well. And then we're like, that's it. I lost all my money. I'm not investing in myself anymore. Yeah. Like, have, has that ever happened to you? Yeah, but of course, listen, what in life has anybody figured out before they actually execute? Like, I got married. It's not like you go on your first date and you're picking out wedding flowers and your honeymoon. You know, not only that, did you marry the first person you said I love or I like or I kind of like, like I, I don't understand why people think that you can go do one thing and that's the end all be all. For some reason, they create this slide. The truth is most people are too busy watching other people be successful and then talk down to them and not accomplish it. I have a lot of people like the Hunter K group, how I grew up, by the way, if you had money, you're a bad person. So mm -hmm. when you're driving down the freeway, my parents wouldn't know anybody. Someone drives by in a Corvette. My dad's like, who did he rip off to get that car? Exactly. And I'm like, why does he, like, I, I didn't understand that. And then I met a guy that had a Ferrari at a pizza shop. My dad was doing the construction on, and I talked to him and he was the nicest guy. He'd let me in his car. He would talk to me. And I was like, dad, this is a good dude. This is a great guy. And he's like, yeah, pff, hope he pays me this week. You know, it's, again, it was just so negative. And I'm thinking, I'm like, again, because I'm you got to think for yourself. You know, that's that's clearly not happening in the world we live in a lot of places. Sure. But you got to think for yourself and have critical thinking. I, I would just think like, how can we be so judgmental on something we don't know? But what my dad was really saying without saying it, my mom and dad are great people. They just mm -hmm. didn't have this muscle where they, they didn't realize they actually gave up on their dreams and their goals and their things because they had kids young age, 18, 19 and 20. So therefore, they couldn't do the things maybe they thought about when they were kids. So what's the best way to protect that is to talk down to it in their brain. Um, so I always like, I, I just never understood that. So I really like when I, but, but as you know, Joseph, once you do set these goals, um, I, I thought they were the destination. The truth is you got to fall in love with the journey. The journey's where it's at. You know, you go on this first date, it's fun. You go on the fifth date, you're like, yeah, maybe. Then you go on the 20th date, you're like, okay, it's kind of getting a little bit better. Then you meet their family. Like, but then two years later, maybe you guys don't, maybe it doesn't happen, but that doesn't make you a, a worse person or them a bad person. It's just, Hey, it just didn't work out, but I got better from it. I'm learning from it and uh, we evolve. And I think for some reason, a lot of people don't think they can evolve from their problems. Like my, I, I, my best thing is when I have a bad issue or a problem, I learn the most because when it's easy, I'm kind of, eh, I'm kind of good. I'm good. I'm good. And then you get smacked in the face with reality. And you're like, Oh, that stings. Hire a better lawyer, hire a better coach. But yes, I've definitely had bad coaches, but one thing I've always learned, I'm not going there for the coach, I'm going there for me. I made the decision. The common denominator in all coaches is me. Some are good, some are bad, some are amazing, some are in the middle. But the thing is, I've always learned something through the journey. Startup Nation, you are the common denominator in all your past successes and all your past failures. Yeah. 
it comes down to you just owning your part. What was your part in the win? What was your part in the in the loss? All right, Mark, take us through your top three tips and strategies for Startup Nation right now. You remember what it was like, right? Just kind of like not knowing where to go, barely getting by, right? It's that first 100K milestone. Uh, what three practical, tactical things can they do this upcoming week or even today to really get themselves unstuck and move their business, not all the way, but one step forward? Yeah, to be honest, I miss those days. <laughs> Do you? That's where you really figure out what, who you're, what you're made of. So yeah. this right here is not a phone. It's a supercomputer. It's a smartphone. It should be called a dumb phone because you're the smart person that can utilize it. The problem is it's a smartphone with a lot of dumb people using it or not using it for the proper things. I don't use this for Instagram and Facebook. It's funny you call me an influencer. I don't, I don't think I'm an influencer in any way, shape, or form. The only people I'm trying to influence are my family and kids and people I love. But Good. at the end of the day, with this... You got to get on the phone and use it. Call people, connect. I love relationship capital. I have partners and friends that I've been making deposits for 20, 25 years that I've never called and said, Hey, I want this partner. Let's do business. But like they're friends. I could call them anytime. They could call me anytime, but you got to get on the phone. I think it's one of the most underutilized. Everyone's so quick to text and email and all that. Just pick up the phone and have a conversation. It's so critical. I'm in the real estate world. My guys come in. It's like, I don't want to hear anything until you've talked to 200 prospects because you don't, you, you start making up things, what they might say. What if they say this? What they, well, what if they don't? What if they say, Hey, I need help. You know, don't like in your, in business, like literally that's all they say. Motivated seller, get the contract. Let's get the deal and move on and help them. And uh, so get on the phone. You got to get on the phone and utilize that. Um, <laughs> network. Get around the right group of people and network with people that are talking about positive, productive, and more importantly, solutions. Stop talking about the problems. You know, it's always funny to me, Joseph, that people try to one-up you on your problems. Like, oh, man, I had a bad day at work. Oh, you think that's a bad day? Wait till you hear about my day. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> I call that the king of the dipshits mentality. You know, everyone's talking about all the bad stuff and they're trying to one-up the bad stuff. Oh, man, I got a 10-cent raise. Oh, that's it. I got a 12-cent raise. Oh, man, I got a 14-cent raise. It's like, but have you looked around? We're all still poor. We're all still broke mentally, mm. emotionally, and financially at this point because we're at the bar. We're drinking at two o'clock. We're saying we're trying to, we're working really hard. Our family's looking at us, you know, like we're the leader, you know, we're the driver of this family. And uh, we're talking about this. So you got to get around people that are talking about your visions and your goals. It's really hard to, I personally don't recommend sharing your big visions. And be, I've been told crazy hundreds, thousands of times sharing your dreams and the goals with the wrong people could discourage you. Mm -hmm. I'm hard headed. It encourages me. My wife knows not to say, Mark, you can't do this. Cause if she says that I got to do it twice, just to prove it wrong. Right. So one to prove to me that I can do it and two to just like, just make sure I could do it. So it's something you got to find out what drives you, your motivators. And I think three, man, you got to read the book of magic of thinking big. You got to really get your head wrapped around the magic of thinking big, the power that it unlocks. When you really like, and again, this is a mentor. It could mentor you through the books, through the words, listening, reading it over and over and over, um, or listening to your show, Joseph. Like, it's just fill your brain. I've read over 5,000 books. I've written 12, 13 books. I've, you know, I've, now you have the beauty of YouTube and Instagram and just watching all this positive stuff. I'm not, I don't watch sports. I, you know, I, I don't enjoy it anymore because that's what I did when I was poor and broke. And, you know, and it creates bad habits, right? You're hanging out, you're overeating, you're over drinking. You're getting frustrated. Then you keep going. And then 
three days turns into five days. It's just, it's not, I, I take my dad and people I care about to a game once a year, but that's to connect with them. It has nothing to do about the game. The game's just the connection point. They enjoy mm-hmm. it. Therefore I enjoy it that day, but you got to do these things. And if you're not feeding your brain with positive stuff, it's, you know, good in, good out, bad in, bad out, you know? So I really think these are the things I, I did this. I, I mean, I literally, you know, YouTube university is the place back in the day. I was listening to Tony Robbins and a CD with a rubber band around it, plugged mm-hmm. into the tape deck and hitting bumps and it's skipping, but I kept moving, you know, and um, you know, and just borrow the belief. Like I, you can borrow Joseph's belief, listening to shows over and over my belief. Like I, what's one thing I've done Joseph with masterminds and mentor groups. Like you, I, you know, I, I could look at you and say, well, Joseph can do it. Why can't I? I can literally borrow your belief and gain confidence in that and go execute and then come back three weeks later and say, look what I did. I made those 200 calls. I got three deals under contract and I closed one deal and just made, I just talked to a guy today. He's, he literally, um, he's a, a server in New York with pizza shop and literally he's about to do a deal to make $200,000. It would change his life forever. And he found a deal. And I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm excited to help him. You know, because it's like that's life changing moment for him. It's not about the money. The money is just, you know, the result of it. But you just got to get to work, man. Honestly, Joseph. (laughs) Very, very powerful. You brought up something about the sports thing. And like for all you guys listening right now. okay, listen, we're not knocking sports. We're just saying, think about how much time, how much energy and how much mental property that you give to tracking all the sports and the stats that you're you're not giving to the people you love most. Disgusting. Right? It, re- it really is if we're getting right to it. And, and, and guys, I get it. Like, sports are fun. There's no question about it. But when, when you're obsessing about it, when it's the thing you're talking about most in your relationships, like, that is being sacrificed from somewhere else, right? And it's typically your your wife, your children, your spouse, right? That are taking the brunt of that. So like I get to coach a lot of, you know, very successful dudes, right? In my coaching practice, uh, Mark, and this is a common thing. It's like their life, their relationships, their marriage is falling down around them. And they want to chit chat with me about the football game and all the stats and everything. And I'm like, dude, your house is burning. Yeah. And you're over here talking about something that is not going to help you in your life at all. So again, Startup Nation, no knock on sports or whatever your passion thing is, but make sure it's leading you towards what you want most in your life. Yeah, I mean, and, Joseph, if you yeah. know more about, I'm sorry, buddy, to interrupt, but no, you did great. about the stats of Tom Brady than you do about your financial future and where you're at, there's a problem. If you know who's, like, it's amazing to me where broke people are sitting, again, I, this is my world. I, I, this is how I grew up. These guys literally had no money. When I say no money, it's like negative money in the bank. They're actually complaining about their check bouncing why they know every stat that that quarterback's throwing or, you know, and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm a child. I'm like, what are we doing here? What, like, why is this happening? Why aren't we working? Why aren't we making this better? Solving the problem. And, uh, you know, it's one thing too, I'm not knocking sports, but it's always interesting to me that a grown man would wear another man's number on their, their body. And what's even more weird, the relationship side, why would you let your wife wear another man's jersey? Because you would never do that in school, ever. It's not even normal. 
So it's like me and my wife are very clear on this. Like, it's just weird to me. So it's like. I, I had another buddy say that. And he was like, you know, <laughs> you're wearing another man's name on your back. And you're a man. Like, that should bother you. I think it's Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, like right? He's like, aren't you embarrassed? Right? Like, <laughs> it's like you should be. I didn't know he said that because I like him, but. It's just weird. I've never understood it. Like you wouldn't wear, I'm not going to wear your varsity jacket. You know, like Correct. It's, it's that's just, creepy, bro. I'd be like, dude, get that off. That's mine. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're having some fun here, but bottom line is this, I'm in the relationship space, right? So startup nation, like you should know more stats about your wife than you do about the football player or the hockey player. You should know the stats of your children, what's happening in their lives, what's important to them. You should know the stats in your business. You should know the stats in your relationship with your maker. Those are the only stats you should be memorizing. That's it. That's all that matters in this life because those are the very stats that you're either going to be celebrating or regretting on your deathbed. Those are them. Mark, let's take this out. Let's let's sail this ship, brother. Um, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? Let's do it. All right, bro. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur your whole life, man? Lifestyle choices. Yeah. You get to choose. That's the bottom line. It's not dictated to you. What's your least favorite thing? I want to do more. <laughs> Got it. Like, I, I don't know. I think that's a real answer. Like, my listen, I, I know the good comes with the bad. The bad comes with the good. So I don't look at it that way. It's like, I want to do more. I'm capable of more. I, I, when I get to that point, I always know I can go. I, I'm always mad. Like, you guys are talking about the first one. Okay. I wish I would have thought about making a million instead of a hundred. Um, as weird as that sounds, because once you hit a hundred, you're like, oh, that's it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it gets old real quick. Yeah. Uh, what are you most afraid of? Dying. Without okay. leaving a legacy. Yeah. Without leaving a legacy. Yeah. I, I, death is a big driver for me. I'm 43 years old. I think about death often, not just for me, for my kids and my wife, because I want to be the best human being while I'm alive. Amen, bro. Uh, I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life, Mark, just part of being human. What are you currently struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? No, personal side is always weight. You know, I love to eat pizza. I love to be lazy. So I have to create massive habits around that to keep me moving forward. So my struggle is always just like, I want to take the easy path, just like everyone else. Mm, yeah. Thanks for being real about that. I'm a New Yorker. So best pizza in the world right there. You know, I'm just saying. You can eat one piece. I, I got to eat two, two pies. <laughs> well, New York pizza, I got to eat two pies. Right? <laughs> what did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Uh, way too much time? Uh, yeah. Overthinking, maybe I, I don't know. Um, way too much time. Honestly, man, I have a pretty cool life, man. I got a lot of cool stuff going on with the fam, and you know nice. we travel a lot. But too much time. That's a good question. Um, maybe it's overthinking. Eating? Maybe it's eating. <laughs> uh, maybe it's pizza. Yeah. Like, I did too much time with pizza slices. Yeah. Uh, what secret fear do you have about people? Uh, they're not living up to their fullest potential. Truth. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Um, it's not all about the money. What's a new habit you want to create? A new habit I am creating is get in a, a, a tighter rhythm, 75 hard rate, 380 Silas group, but just stay, you know, getting tighter, getting more conscious of uh, taking care of my body. Startup Nation, I don't want you to miss what Mark just did. 
he reframed what I said. And because he reframed it as, here's what I am going to do, here's what I am doing, he's actually going to achieve it. So many people, they're like, well, I want to do this, or I think I could do this, or I'm going to try, right? And it's all this this small way of thinking and acting. But when you just declare it, claim it, and say, here's what I'm going to do with certainty, it's just a matter of time before you do it. Mark, what's a bad habit you want to break? overreacting too fast with my spouse, my wife. Got it. Yeah. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Uh, passionate, uh, loving, and generous. Yeah, I get that about you. Pick three words to describe who you are your first year in your business. <laughs> Chaotic, excited, and frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> what a combination. It's like a <laughs> volcano. And last question, Mark, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family your friends, your wife, your kids in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about everything. What would you say to them? Grit. You got to have grit. You got to stay in the game. Don't stop. That's when you lose, when you stop. Just keep your feet moving and uh, grit it out. Got it. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K in the next 12 months? Well, make your first 100K in the first month and then uh, enjoy the rest of the rest of the year. But uh, no, in all seriousness, you know, just don't ever give up. Don't let anybody set limitations on you. You're capable of way more than you're ever. I, where I'm at in my life, I, I can't even believe where I'm at. But where I'm going, I'm actually kind of small where I'm going. So I do know that uh, what we're capable of is through this journey and, and just fall in love with the process. I can't stress that enough. Every time something happens, it's happening to you, not for you. It's happening for you, not to you. And just embrace the moment and realize this is an opportunity to learn. Mark, uh, where does Startup Nation go to get in con- contact with you, get your books? What do you got for them? Yeah, hey, check, follow me over on Instagram at Mark Evans DM. The book Me Economy that just came out this year. I have another one called Magician vs. Mule. Massive bestsellers. 100% of all my pro- books go to uh, charities, uh, the Tim Ballard Underground Project Foundation and then uh, Caring House Project Foundation. So, you know, we want to give back and help other people. Uh, full circle giving, we call it give to yourself, give to charities, and we all win. So it's a great way to connect with me and uh, stay in the loop. That's awesome. And you have a mastermind group. Is that something you're still accepting applications for? Yeah. I mean, you got to be doing over a million dollars a year um, and it's very small, intimate. So a million dollars a year, uh, $50,000 a year for the membership. And then, you know, what we do is network mastermind and help you, you know, balance, you know, create more money and more time and all the good stuff. (laughs) Now, Startup Nation, if that just made your jaw drop, what? He charges 50 grand a year? To be part of his mastermind, you have to make a million a year. Just know that Mark, self-admittedly, is just a hillbilly entrepreneur. So if he can do it, you can do it. Absolutely. Right? You can be charging those rates, but you got to take those bold steps. What's that next right move in front of you right now? There is one. Just keep moving your feet, like Mark said. Uh, you can find Mark at markevansdm.com, markevansdm.com. Mark, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Definitely. Thank you for having me. Hey, Startup Nation. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to my show. Whenever you're ready, there are three ways I can help you. Number one, grab your free 10-day training at first100k.com. That's first100k.com. Number two, get your hands on a copy of my new book, Your First 100K, How to Make Six Figures 
in under 12 months at josephwarren.net. That's josephwarren.net. And number three, connect with me to discuss how I can work with you on a more personal or one-on-one level at blowuprocks.com. That's blowuprocks.com. I'll see you next week on your first 100K. And remember that wherever you are in your entrepreneurial journey, you're just 100K away.